Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Great to have you all here. Today, we have got two amazing women joining us here today, uh, Sandra Gilson and Cheryl Lewis. And those two are the women behind High Heel Go-Givers. This is a community of women stepping up for change. Today, we're going to take a look at what the organization's about, why this is important to each of these women, and important to all of us. Uh, Sandra, Cheryl, welcome. It's great to have you both here. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Um, here's a question for, for each of you. Uh, love to hear you first, Sandra, and then Cheryl. Why do you believe in supporting women? Why is this a passion and a purpose for you? Sandra, why don't you take that first? So, um, High Heel Go-Giver's mission from the beginning has been to support and promote women-owned businesses. And it's just so important, especially today, to recognize the need for our support. We think that women have a tremendous impact in society. And by helping them to build successful businesses, um, they will in turn become more prosperous and financially secure and independent. And through this, they can get more impact influence and their voices can be heard better. Is that the mission of your organization there, Sandra? It really is. Um, it's really the mission of the organization, just to really support and help businesses, help women-owned businesses become successful. And it's really, we believe that it's truly achieved in helping our success as well. Mm -hmm. Is that what inspires you then to keep uh, keep on trucking here with this and really reach out and expand? Yes, it is. Um, my inspiration really has been a part of my history and is who I am as a person. I I just fundamentally believe in giving and supporting others. And so it's just a natural part of my belief and in how I define business success. Awesome. Wow. Uh, Cheryl, how about you? I mean, you know, what is this about you? You so passionate about supporting women. And what is it about, you know, the inspiration and giving back for you? Well, Dr. Pat, for me, what really inspires me and um, the reason why I was drawn to High Heel Go-Givers is really my my daughters. And I just had a grandbaby. And so I'm, you know, all about um, supporting women and making sure that their futures are um, going to be secure and they're going to, you know, have great opportunities. So I'm super motivated and um, I really have a sense of urgency right now just because of, you know, everything that's going on, but I want to provide them with greater opportunities, um, particularly when it comes to their careers and the environment. Mm. And these are the two of the things that, you know, High Hill Go-Givers um, is, is, you know, when they're super um, 
just passionate about both of those. And so for me, you know, again, I'm inspired by my girls and I want them to be happy and I don't want them to struggle like I did when I was younger. I just want them to really have joy in their lives and I want them to be financially free and and debt free. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to do my part to reduce the carbon footprint. And I'm really inspired by my daughter, Lindsay, and her partner, Mandy, who have, they've really opened my eyes as to the problems in the world, particularly when it comes to the environment. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I'm living my life cleaner and cleaner, sorry, cleaner and greener. And uh, I want just to have a healthier planet for all future generations. And uh, what we um, do today is going to impact everyone's future. And then with that being said, I want to share some statistics with you about um, women, particularly in business. And Dr. Pat, I do worry about the state of affairs and what's happening in the world today. I do too. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, you just, everything that's going on, it's so unstable and, you know, there's just, we don't know what our future is holding. Everything's so unknown. So I did some statistics and I just want to share with you, these are statistics from last year that show how, um, you know, women are are impacted in the business world. But, and again, with that being said, with the current pandemic and the state of the economy um, and the impact that COVID-19 is having on businesses, there's going to be more women than ever looking for jobs. And this really hits home for me because my youngest daughter is in the beauty industry. And um, right before the pandemic hit, she was in the middle of changing business locations. And she has um, a storefront that she had just closed and she was going to in the uh, transitioning over to a new store. Now she's lost the lease on that and she has no job to go back to right now. So, you know, so that's just one example of somebody. And we know that there's millions of those stories out there about women and, you know, how this all is impacting them. So some statistics from 2019 that are, are going to, I think people will find interesting is that 12.3 million women own businesses in the U.S., are generating 1.8 trillion a year. And while that sounds like a lot, um, that only represents 4.3% of the total private sector's annual revenue. And then there's 62% of women entrepreneurs that depend on their business as their primary source of income. So clearly, you know, these aren't just side hustle jobs. These are are real jobs that, that women are depending on. Four out of 10 U.S. businesses are women-owned, and that is a percentage that is not proportionate to the uh, gender breakdown of the population as a whole. And Dr. Pat, statistics show that women are outpacing men in startups, and particularly women of color. And so while these numbers are low, we can assume that it's going to be even more dismal this year due to the number of businesses that are impacted by the COVID-19 closures. So that's these are you know, just some of the reasons that I'm really inspired to really reach out and help women. And it's important um, now more than ever to support each other and to provide opportunities financially um, and also, you know, raise money for causes that we truly believe in that support clean and green living and that support women's issues. So these are the re- some of the reasons why I'm so passionate about supporting women in business and also having, you know, just supporting women emotionally and um, just uplifting each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sandra, what's the bottom line for you? 
Thank well, you, Cheryl. Dr. Yeah, thanks, Cheryl. Um, Dr. Pat, um, I really feel or we feel that the bottom line is that um, we can all do much better in uh, supporting women owned businesses and by being more engaged and really more focused to better support them. Um, we think that um, for all of us, one of those ways is by being more um, thoughtful before we spend money before we go shopping and the next thing that we're going to purchase is to stop and do some research and um, find a woman-owned business that would have the what you're looking for and really to, to take the time to, to do that to support them and help those women as Cheryl said you know that there's the great uh, majority of them that is their sole income and these could be you know mothers they could be girlfriends they could be people we don't know that are single parents maybe and they're raising a family so it's so important for us to realize that those are people as Cheryl said they're not side hustle uh, people these are people that are supporting a family we want to do our part to help each one of them yeah, that comes through loud and clear. That's why it's uh, so important to be talking with each of you. Cheryl, look, let's talk a little bit about who some of the featured charities are, because, you know, you know, this is about creating something phenomenal, but it's also about putting those ideas into action. And this is the way it shows up, Cheryl, isn't it? It sure is, Dr. Pat. And, um, you know, not only do we want to support women in business, but we also feel that if we are supporting each other, that, you know, we also want to give back and, um, you know, be able to to really get behind um, charities and um, different um things that are important to us. So we have four featured charities that we're highlighting right now. And uh, each one of them, you know, holds something special to, to all of us. The first charity that we're um, highlight, spotlighting is One Million, one million women. And uh, what One Million Women is, is, it's a movement of women and girls from every corner of the planet that are building a life, a lifestyle revolution to fight the climate crisis. So their mission is to empower women and girls to live with the least impact on the planet. And this is something that we all must get involved in. And it starts at home by how we live our own lives. And, you know, this is going to, if everybody would just do one thing that would change, you know, how they're impacting the carbon footprint, just think about how, you know, that can help with uh, just the future for us and also future generations. And then uh, the another charity that we're highlighting is Dress for Success, and they are a global nonprofit organization that empowers women to achieve economic independence by providing a network of support. Um, they also provide professional attire and the development tools to help women thrive in the work and in life. So this is this is something I'm really passionate about because you know I'm sure we all know someone who is a um, a woman that at some point in their life needed some help. I mean, I know when I was younger and I didn't have the the finances, um, you know, maybe I, if you, if you have an interview and you need a suit or you just need something to um, wear that to go to an interview, you know, this is a, an organization that will help with that. So I'm, I'm really passionate about that one as well. Um, the third charity that we're, um, 
that we're highlighting. And this one is one that you've probably heard of. This is happening right now as we speak. Um, and this one is called Fair Fight. There's been a quite a bit of pub publicity that's um, been in the news recently due to the problems with the primary elections in Georgia. And uh, so Fair Fight promotes fair elections um, in Georgia and around the country. And they encourage voter participation in elections and they educate voters about elections and their voting rights. And Fair Fight will, they bring awareness to the public on election reform. They advocate for election um, reforms at all levels, and they engage in other voter education type programs and communications. And it's no secret that voter suppression of voters of color and young voters is a problem for our um, country and that we are facing in states across the nation. Back in 2018, this really came to light um, in Georgia's election um, when there was issues that were going on, you know, that we're seeing even today uh, with impact, mismanagement. Um, there was um, unbelievably long lines and, um, and a lot more that was going on. So uh, we're hoping through Fair Fight that we can expose both the recent and also decades long um, in, a, in actions by the state to just thwart the right of a people to vote. Um, so Georgians and Americans are fighting back and fair fight action engages in motor, um, excuse me, voter mobilization and education activities and advocates for progressive issues in uh, addition to that. Um, they also um, have significant programs to combat voter suppression in Georgia and nationally. So that one is a really important one also. Yeah. Um, you know, when we look at these too, and, you know, as you're going through them, you know, we're going to be giving people some information in a minute, but you have one additional charity to, to mention yes. as well. Right. And that one is Solar Sister. And uh, what Solar Sister does is it trains and supports women to deliver clean energy directly to homes in rural African communities. They provide essential services and trainings that enable women um, entrepreneurs to build sustainable businesses in their own communities. And their mission at Solar Sisters is to provide women with the economic opportunity, the training, the technology, and the support to distribute clean energy to underserved communities in Africa. So all of these um, charities are near and dear to all of our hearts at High Heel Go-Givers. And uh, we just feel like it's so important to get behind all of these and, and do what we can to raise awareness and also raise funds to help fight these fights. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, clearly that you're talking about um, helping folks that really need help. And this is, you know, bigger than any one of us. And I appreciate that. How can people find out more about this? How can they get involved? So uh, we, we, what we would like to do at High Heel Go Givers is invite all women to join us um, on our High Heel Go Givers Facebook. Facebook group. They can visit our website at highheelgogivers.org and they can um, also email us at moreinfo at highheelgogivers.org. Awesome. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this idea of action 
what does action look like? It looks like, how do you make money for your charity? Sandra's gonna walk us through that. We're gonna take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Get empowered on transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. High Heel Go-Givers. This is about a community of women stepping up for change with Sandra Gilson and Cheryl Lewis. Um, Sandra, let me ask you this question. Before the break, I was mentioning that we're going to talk about what the some of the actions are. How do you make them? How do you make money for charities? Let's start there. Well, there's a couple different ways that we do it, actually, Dr. Pat. Uh, first off, we focus on promoting and supporting the women-owned businesses by highlighting and spotlighting them into our growing community. And in return, we ask that they contribute to our featured charity or charities. As, we, as Cheryl mentioned, we have four now. And in addition, we... Um, we've got a tremendously easy step-by-step approach to build funds for our future charities. We teach women how to take uh, bite-sized steps and reduce their carbon footprints. And through our exclusive program, they can improve the overall health of their families by creating healthier homes, which in turn translates into a healthier planet, all by beginning a journey from what we call apathy to action, and by ditching and switching chemically-filled toxic products out of their home. So I don't know if you know this, but 17% of all global emissions come directly from our homes. And depending on where you are in the world, women can actually make up 85% of consumer decisions that affect households' carbon footprints. And that, on a collective level, generates a very loud voice and influence through every dollar and every choice made. So we use both of these methods, and this is how we, um, this is how we build funding for our nonprofits that we're supporting. Wow. Um, You know, as we take a look at this, I mean, we're really touching upon the many, many ways, you know, the the really length of the arms that you have around this. Um, And so this is really looking at how you make money for charities, but also how this supports women in the high heel go-givers community, right? Right. Um, Talk a little bit about, you know, what some of the spotlights are for this. Um, And then also you have a few unique things you do as well. Right. So our spotlighting for women-owned businesses is kind of multi-leveled. We, we uh, actually do a write up a really nice bio for the women, um, uh, including, you know, um, an interview that we do. So we'll do a short interview and include that where they can talk about their business, talk about what's important to them in their business. So it's just a way for our community to get to know each one of the women-owned businesses. And then we promote that through um, all of our different social media outlets. And we actually promote it in Facebook ads as well and in Instagram ads to, to get more um, exposure, more eyeballs on those women-owned businesses. So that's our spotlighting method. 
it's unique. Not many places do that. We don't charge uh, people for that. So it's just a feature of who we are and how we want to help them build, build exposure and get more customers. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are talking about really reaching out long armedly and helping people in ways that folks don't necessarily realize they need help. Cheryl, um, let's just talk a little bit about how our listeners can get involved and be part of this. And then also what's on the horizon for you? What comes next? So Dr. Pat, as I mentioned earlier, there's a number of ways that women can get involved. Um, again, you know, it, it starts with our Facebook group page. Um, they, we invite everyone to come join us at High Heel Go Givers. They can search for us on Facebook. And uh, we really want to invite all women to be a part of our community, whether they're a business owner or an inspire, somebody who's aspiring to be a business owner. They don't have to have their their own business. We, it's a welcoming community. So if they want to come and get involved just because um, they are, you know, they, they want to be behind one of these charities, we invite all women to be a part of our community. And maybe they have a dream of something that they want to do. And just to be encouraged by other women, um, you know, for me, stepping out of my comfort zone and getting on and sharing and doing live and even being on your show is so I'm pushing myself to do this because I want to help other women and it's not comfortable for me all the time, but um, I really, really want to be a, a person who is, you know, inviting people in and supporting other women and uplifting women. So please come join our group and we will, um, we will give them opportunities to, to maybe start a dream that they've had and, and do something, you know, they can step out of their comfort zone and they have the support of other women who are there to help them. So again, you know, we have our um, weekly spotlights and um, we encourage people to raise their hands if they want to, to be a spotlighted business. Um, we also are going to be starting a Saturday Zoom, kind of a round table type thing. Wow, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, we, we have anything's on the table. We want to talk about everything. So we're, we'll, we're going to have different types of um, conversations and we're going to invite people in to be a part of that. And uh, we also have other daily activities that we're, you know, it's an ongoing and, and evolving process. So we welcome also anyone who has a, any sort of an idea that they would might want to have a, a Zoom um you know, meeting with us on, but yeah, it's just women, women talking to women and um, talking about what's important to us. And again, building each other up, helping us in our businesses. And also at the same time, uh, giving back to local, not only local, but also global charities mm -hmm. that we find important. And, you know, we need to, we need to raise our voices and we need to be out there and we need to really, it's so important now. I mean, with everything going on, we, we need to be, women need to stand up and, and take a stand and, you know, not, not put up with some of the things that are happening out there. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's it, you know, just come join us, get, mm -hmm. get, a, get active in our community and, uh, and we'll, we'll help you out however we can. Yeah. People are looking for, what do I do today? How do I get involved mm -hmm. today in something? You know, I, I think we're in an, uh, such an important period of time where folks are really looking at taking that next step. 
I mean, for the first time in our history, we've had more people have access to news channels 24-7 because we are sheltering in place. So there's a new level of awareness. And so that's important to see that how you're responding to it. Would you, Cheryl, let's have the, the um, website again and also Facebook, Instagram, whatever you're on. Yes, so um, our website is www.highheeledgogivers.org. Um, Facebook, you can find us on Facebook at High Heel Go Givers, um, just by searching that. And actually, if you even just Google us, you'll find mm-hmm. us. Um, so if you can't remember the website, just Google High Heel Go Givers, and it'll bring you right to our, we're, we're the first one that pops up, and you can go right to our website. And um, again, um, you know, that's that's the easiest way mm-hmm. to get a hold of us. They can email us at more info at highheelgogivers.org. They can find me, Cheryl Lewis, on Facebook, which you know I can direct them to the sure. High Heel Go Givers. And same with Sandra Gilson. Um, please find us and and uh, just join our community and and uh, let's all get involved. Oh, awesome. Um, Sandra, I want to get back to you. I mean, we've talked about quite a bit today, but I would love to you what you, to know from you what your closing message is. What do you want to leave us with here today? Well, just to reiterate what Cheryl says, we know there's never been a more important time than now to show our support of women-owned businesses. So that and more and more to, to help them achieve more success and to also give back to the much-needed causes that she mentioned. Um, you know, 76% of consumers say that supporting a company that gives back to social and environmental issues helps them feel that they're making a difference. And also nine out of 10 consumers say they're more likely to buy from a purpose-driven company. So we want to invite your listeners. Tomorrow we're doing our first of many live Zoom events uh, where we're going to talk in more detail about what we're offering the community, but it's going to be at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern. People can find us on our Facebook page and invite them. And and if your listeners want to join, we are more than happy to help uh, have them. Just let us know where they found us. They found us on the Dr. Pat show. And um, we really are looking forward to moving forward. And we're really glad for this opportunity to get to talk to you about it as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I know that for me, um, one of your charities is a cornerstone um, uh, effort that I participate in on a regular basis, Fair Fight. There's nothing oh, yeah. There's yep. nothing more important right now. And, mm-hmm. and I think you nailed it. The most important thing too, for me, from my end of it, is I'm looking at the people that are 60 years and over who are being completely forgotten in the voting right. scheme of things. And boy, we don't, we clearly don't want them to be trudging down and standing in a line and uh, risking their lives. But you know what? They are doing it. <laughs> Thank you both. Thanks for everything today. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. More to come from both Sandra and Cheryl. Thank you all. We'll be right back your inspiration all day on transformationtalkradio.com hey everybody welcome to our good news segment so here's the thing 
you know, amongst everything we have going on, if you're staying up to date, we usually are talking about what's not happening. But here's what this segment's about. We're talking about what happens when two mega industries come together. They come together in an extraordinary way to support communities in crisis during the pandemic. And the reason I want to talk to you about that is, number one, have you ever wondered where things like artificial heart valves come from? You ever wondered where those products come from? Well, you're going to be hearing from the CEO here and president of an organization that not only is in the know about that, but Chet Thompson is president and CEO of American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers. And uh, just so you know, those valves, they come from the work that these industries do. Chet. Great to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Thanks for that intro and uh, appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and your listeners. Well, yeah, because I think there is, um, if I had to put this call into a category, it would be a category about one of the most misunderstood uh, industries we have. And I am excited because I want to hear from you what it is that you both are coming together, I say both, but two, two mega organizations coming together. Why are you coming together for this effort? What, what is your why? Well, look, uh, th these industries that have come together, frankly, for a long time, we've been long associated. And mm -hmm. what do we have in common, Dr. Pat, is, you know, these two industries, the refining industry and the petrochemical industry, largely take, you know, products that on their own are basically have no value, right. whether that, that crude oil or natural gas liquids, and they turn them into things uh, that people can use and basically that make our modern life possible. So on the one side, you have refiners that take oil and are making into gasoline and to jet fuel that allow us to go all over the world and all over the country, diesel that has kept our trucks on the road and our stores stocked during this time. And then on the petrochemical side, you know, they're, they're taking these, these, uh, this, these natural gas compounds and making what we call six base petrochemicals, which are the building blocks to basically all other chemicals and plastics. Mm -hmm. And why is that so important at the moment? Because, Dr. Pat, so many of these compounds are critical to the personal protective equipment that we, you know, in our communities need right now, right. whether it be face masks and shields and booties and gloves and sterilization equipment and uh, hand sanitizer that, that, you know, has been in such short supply. Yeah. So our, our guys are, have, you know, converted and accelerated their production in order to make as much of this stuff as we can in order to, to support, you know, the production of this equipment. So, you know, we have enough to get through this crisis. And, you know, so here's what I love about this, because you just laid this out beautifully, Chet, for us, because, this is, uh, I have a couple of friends that are out there front lines, right? One of them happens to be in one of our states right now where the rise in incidences is like off the chart already. And these are some of the, the, the things we're not talking about. We usually have given a lot of press to the country on East Coast and West Coast, but now there are people that need what you are producing in the middle of the country more than ever before. 
how, how can we look at this, right, and talk about, you know, what companies are doing to step up? Because all of us really are, but we don't really talk about the uh, AFPMs, uh, American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers. We don't really talk about the imports of them from everything from plexiglass screens to the things you talked about. But this is vital. These are vital products right now. Yeah, you know, I will say that, look, there's been nothing good out of this pandemic, but it it, it has highlighted, you know, some things where, you know, uh, you know, how critical some of these these uh, these chemicals and compounds are, Uh, you know, it takes some time a a shortage in order for people to, you know, to really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But one of the things, Dr. Pat, I'm so proud of is that, you know, our, our industries, which have been around for, you know, more than 100 years, they have a long history of stepping up and helping their communities. You know, we employ more than uh, 30,000, you know, people in the state of Washington. Uh, we have multiple plants. We have plants in 39 states. We have communities all over the country that, 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 that are there for us. And when in times like this, we're, we're there mm. for them. And it makes me really, you know, proud because, again, the things that I'm talking about, are not things that we're doing for financial gain. These are things that uh, are being done because they're the right thing to do. And so I can't speak to other industries and what they are or are not doing, but what I can tell you, the list is long, whether it be companies out in Washington like Phillips 66 or Marathon Petroleum, you know, they, they are giving financial resources. Let me tell you one thing that Marathon Petroleum did. When there was a need for PPE by first responders early in this crisis, they went into their inventory and donated every single piece of PPE that they had to community. Wow. Uh, Philip 66 has been, you know, donating energy and food cards and things of that nature to first responders. And, you know, the list is long and it really does make me proud that we have companies that, you know, are willing to stand up and do the right thing. Uh, when our country needs mm-hmm. them, needs it the most. So, Chet, I read the letter you wrote to all the governors, and oh, well, good. No, yeah, I, I mean, and I just stopped for a minute and I said, "Wow, listen to this." AFPM members take the COVID nineteen threat very seriously, and and so you have gone through this. You've talked about the workforce measures that you have put together. You've talked, and, and you know what I'm saying about this too for people that are listening. You, you know, one of the things that you learn when you do these interviews is that President and CEO Chet Thompson on March 20th got ahead of the curve on this. That's why you're here talking to me today because this is something not only do we need to make people aware of, but we want to plug in to stay on top of what you all are doing. Because when we need help, we need to call you. We need to get it. Chet, I got to ask you this. Um, what what can people do? How can people participate? And how do they find out more? And keep writing those letters. Well, let, me, let, me, let me say a couple of things. One sure. about the letter. Thank you for pointing that out. And, and basically, it was trying to make sure governors appreciated the, the essential role we play and I'm happy to say that every state and on the federal level designated our operations as essential. And, you know, our our companies, we work with the Department of Homeland Security and other federal agencies and state agencies year round. 
Uh, we are always planning to give it up in the nature of operations. We, we got to do it safely. And, you know, we're, we're trying always to get better. Mm-hmm. So thank you for pointing that out. As far as ways to help, look, you know, as you know, and your listeners know, we need to get COVID-19 behind us. Mm-hmm. And so the best thing I can say from consumers is to, you know, follow guidance, do the social distancing. Let's get this, let's get this thing behind us. And I can tell you then that our companies will be there to help get us through it. And our companies will be there on the other side of it to make sure that we have the energy that we need to get the economy back on track and the petrochemicals that we need to keep your life safe uh, and healthy. Chet, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for coming out here. Thank you being part of the solution. Uh, Thank you so much for everything. Yeah. And give that website out one more time. It's AFPM.org. All right. And everybody, if you go there, you'll be able to see the letter. Thanks, Chet. Thanks a lot. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. It's time to shake out your money-making truth on Soul Wisdom Abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at jenniferbloom.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the show. This is a good news segment. It's a little bit surreal for me. I work with, we all work with here, we know how to help our clients with something we call and have been uh, endearingly known to call click funnels. And so, you know, you use something and you show other people how to use it and you forget that there's actually a person, like a genius behind it. That's who's joining me here today. Russell Brunson's joining me here today, best-selling author and CEO. Yeah, hundred million dollar software company, ClickFunnels. And so, this is something that we want to talk to you all about in very, very common sense terms. Because if you're like us, in any shape, form, or fashion, you're going to want to know what he has to say. How to keep your small business thriving, because this is something that we all need a little bit more of. Hey, Russell, it's great to have you. Thanks for joining me here today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, I want to get right to the book. Uh, I, I know I'm going to jump right at it, right? Traffic <laughs> Secrets, the underground playbook for for uh, for uh, filling your websites and funnels. Now, look, when I talk to my clients, I say to them, do you want more traffic? Do you want to get the people there? We're not going to be able to help you uh, uh, unless we do your branding with having them click. But do you want the ability to really get into the people that are into you? Tell, tell me about this from your perspective. But more importantly, it sounds like, yeah, 
this is the natural thing to do if you want to get more traffic during the pandemic. Definitely. You know, it's it's interesting. As you said, I, I own a company called ClickFunnels and we get to see literally over 100,000 small businesses, their funnels, their websites and start, try to see like, who's having success? Who's not? What are the reasons why? And, and what's interesting, um, you know, the people who have the most success aren't always the people with the best product or the best service, but it is always the people who are, have the ability to get the most traffic. And so it's something that like, people don't think about a lot of times they're thinking about their product and their branding. All these things are so important. They don't think about how do I get the customers and the eyeballs to show up? And I think right now during this pandemic, so many, especially like traditional businesses where their traffic literally stopped. They're, they're used to like, you know, having a storefront and companies driving, you know, people actually physically driving past like real traffic coming past and they stop and they come in. And when that traffic's disappeared, now they're like, oh man, I don't, I don't control my own destiny. If, if, if there's not traffic driving past my location, my, my company's in trouble. And so I think now's the time people are starting to realize I need to take control of this. And it's, it's powerful because when you understand how to get traffic, um, it's, it's actually not that difficult. I think people think it's going to be complicated or confusing, but it's, it's really easy. And when you can figure it out, then you have the power back in your own hands to control your destiny, to get people to come to you whenever you need it, whether it's an online business or an offline business. And so that's why I'm so passionate about traffic right now, because it's the, it's the thing that, that makes a business strong and makes them survive during, during times like we're going through right now. I am so thrilled that you're so fired up about this. Um, I was reading your book and I want to make sure before we get too far into this, because Ted will tell you, I get really a little bit excited about these interviews. <laughs> so before we get too far, I want to make sure that everything we're talking about, people can get more of what's the website you want to send everybody to. Yeah. So we're, um, uh, my new book's coming out and like uh, we're doing a special offer right now where I pre-bought a whole bunch of copies of the book. And if you want a copy uh, of the hardbound version, you can get a free copy. You just cover the shipping. And if you go to trafficsecretsbook.com and let me know where to ship it, that's where um, you can get a free copy of the, the new book, trafficsecretsbook.com. Okay. So uh, in the book, I have the book, uh, I have the online version. Um, right out of the gate, you say something I love. And I would love for you to talk to our, our listeners about this. And it's this, you bring the fire, I'll give you the framework. Because I can't tell you how many clients we work with from soup to nuts. We do everything from helping them create a brand, build a website and get them book deals, right? Mm -hmm. We don't do the PR, but we do everything and all in between, including helping them develop webinars and teaching. Mm -hmm. But the idea of not having a framework is something that underneath it, we have to explain to them, the fire is great. Mm -hmm. You need to have a way for your message to be heard. Talk about this particular framework. And I just want to be clear to everybody, you know, look, this is not new, but mm -hmm. this is something that needs to be talked about in these times. Yeah. You know, when I got started in this business, it was similar. Like I, I had fire. I was excited. I was excited about my, my topic and my mission and like all these things. And I would, sh and I would go out there, but like, just because you're excited doesn't necessarily mean people are going to come to you or that, the you know, your products are going to sell and things like that. And for me, it took a long time for me to figure out like, okay, I, I love my, my message, but how do I, how do I package it in a way that people will give me money? How do I put it out there in a way that people will listen? How do I get it, the eyeballs in front of it where I can, mm -hmm. I can buy ads profitably? And it's those frameworks. And there's a lot of different frameworks. And in the Traffic Seekers book, I go through 20 different frameworks for how to drive traffic to your, to your business. Mm -hmm. But the frameworks are, are the key. And what's nice about a framework, it's like a recipe. It's not something that's, 
you know, we have to guess and hopefully it'll work. It's like, no, this is the proven process. It's step by step. If you follow these, these, you know, these steps of the recipe, you're going to get a cake or you're going to get a, a pie or whatever the thing is at the end. And so it's understanding that. And so it's like taking your passion, taking the, the thing that you're so excited by and then figuring out what are the frameworks mm-hmm. for me to get my message out there? What's the frameworks to get people to show up? And so I can actually, um, you know, um, present my product, my business to them. And then what are the frameworks I need to be able to, to actually convert somebody from a visitor to a, to an actual customer? And um, for me, when I started understanding that, I got so excited because I'm like, oh, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I just got to figure out like, what's the process? And then mm-hmm. I learn it, I model it, and I can use it over and over and over again. You know, I, I have to tell you, I first heard of ClickFunnels, I can't tell you how long ago, my, my friend Pete Siegel um, mm-hmm. passed away a number of years ago, but he was the first person that talked to me about it. And mm-hmm. he would be all out there with his books. And, and honestly, I didn't quite understand it, nor mm-hmm. did I understand how important it would be for me today a network owner, three channels, seven on the way in about four months, complete channels. And so when I knew I was going to talk to you, I was like, wow, I have got to figure this out for our business, but how can I help my clients? So here's the thing I'd like to ask you about. When I talk to folks, believe it or not, most people think I just got to put up my site. I just got to say a few cool words, maybe a bunch of Instagrams. And the doors will open and people will come to me. Mm. That might have been so, but I, what is your take on that now today? Yeah, I think, I think a lot, the thing that most people miss, and I missed this when I got started, was they, is they start with that, like the product. And they put like, this is the product I'm going to sell. And they do all the work to like, here's the product. And then how am I going to sell the product? And then the last thing they ask is like, okay, where's, where's the customers coming from? Yeah. And I, and I look at all the business failures I had in the past is because I started with the product. Then I figured out the sales message, then I tried to find the people. And now like I teach people and I, and I do it differently where I flip around and I say, okay, the first step here is figuring out who is my dream customer? Like mm. who's the person I want to serve? Because that's the most important part of a business. And then after that, after I've identified, here's my dream customer. Then the question is like, well, how can I serve these people differently than anybody else? Like, what do I have unique to offer? What's, you know, what's my skill set? What do I have that I can be unique in the market? Um, and then from there is where your ideas come from, your product. Um, but I want to figure out who's my customer first and I want to be able to make sure I can identify them and I can find them online. I've seen people who have built amazing products and then they go and they can't find customers to, to buy the product. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, instead, what if you found the, what if you found the customers first and then you ask them this question, like, what are you guys looking for? How can I help you? How can I serve? And then from that, you figure out, uh, in fact, I tell people like there's three step system. Like number one is find a hot market. Number two, ask them what they want. And number three, you give it to them. And I think when you, when you reverse engineer it that way, then you create the actual product your customers want. You know, the actual thing, like when we created ClickFunnels, like it, it didn't come from like, oh, I have this idea for the software company that's going to be great. It was, <laughs> I, I was among entrepreneurs all the time and I was looking at what are they struggling with? Where are they, where are they getting stuck? Like, what was I struggling with? And that's where the idea for ClickFunnels came from. We built it and then we knew exactly where the people were at because we, you know, they were the ones who told us what they wanted and we just went back to them and said, hey, we have it for you. And, and that's why I became a bestseller right out of the gate. I think that's what people have to understand is like figuring out your customers, the traffic side first, and then the traffic will tell you what to create and how to, how to position it and all those kind of things. You know, it's interesting. We are working, we work with a number of clients, as I said. So we have one client in particular, has got a great message, wants to do a brand new webinar. And we had a conversation with her and we said, look, great product. We've got the radio platform, the podcast platform. So this is great but you may need to purchase dot, 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 right? Mm-hmm. This is the question that comes up 
So many people make this statement to us. I just don't quite understand it, but I know you're, you know what I'm saying. My product, my message is so great. I, I, I don't need to pay for it. I, why? And, and that is something I think people are now getting smart to. They just are getting a level of awareness about, of course, your product's good. Of course, your message is powerful, but you are out there with other people. How can we help you become unique? And isn't that part of the formula we're talking about for ClickFunnels, though? Yeah, definitely. I always tell people it's like there's two ways to create a product offer. One is what we call an improvement offer, which is like I'm going to make a better mousetrap, a better thing. And those typically do okay, but but not as good as like, how can I create a new opportunity for my for the, the people, right? What's something new I can give them that no one else has ever had this position differently? You know, um, when ClickFunnels came out, there were a lot of different website builders. There were a lot of different landing page builders. There were a lot of things that were kind of out there. So we didn't come and try to become the, a better landing page software or a better website builder. We're like, what's unique to us? And what was unique to us was this concept of funnels. Like, let's create software that helps people make funnels. And then that's like our own category. It's our own thing that's different that's unique. And then because of that, we are able to carve out this, this spot in the market where you can grow. And I think for everybody, if you've got a book, if you've got a webinar, it's looking not like, how do I position this as a better, you know, I, people are always like, it's like the Netflix of whatever, that, you know, it's like, it's a little bit better than so-and-so's thing. You know, like we're like, I've seen people like, we're like Shopify, but we're better. Like, it's hard to compete on that versus like, what's, what's your unique thing in the market that you can kind of carve out where it's like, I, you know, I'm like for us, like we're the only company that sells funnels. Like that's our thing. That's what we do is we're the best in the world at. When you do that, it gives you the ability to, to, to just um, own more of the market because you're, you literally become the market. So how do you position your products differently? That's what people got to start thinking through a little bit. And, you know, let me ask you a question. I mean, you've seen so much since you, this originated years ago. Um, can you give people, I know this short interview, if there were your top three things you'd want to say to people immediately that if they're not doing this, this might be, these might be three things you want to take a look at right away. What would your top three be? Yes. Yeah, so um, the number one thing I would say is, um, is most people, like, they build these beautiful presences online. They have a good brand and stuff like that, but they don't understand the concept of sales funnels, which sales funnels are like, here's the process we take somebody through. And so strategically thinking like, okay, when someone comes to me, what's the first thing they see? And the second thing, and like really building out an actual sales funnel. The second thing is um, the difference between having a funnel and having a funnel that actually makes money is your ability to tell your story the company story, the product, like the reason why they create it and why it's important for them. So the better you can become at storytelling or we call it story selling, the better you can become at telling your story um, and getting people to move, the more likely you are to actually have the impact you want to have, right? Just having a good product is not going to move people. It's you figuring out like, what's your story and how do you tell it in a way that gets people excited? Mm -hmm. And that's the second one. And then the third one is again, figuring out like, where are my dream customers? Who are they? Not just, you know, I think so many times, right? Well, my product's good for everybody. We try to put it out there for everyone, but when you put it out there for everyone. It, it just, it like nobody, like it's for nobody, right? It's becoming very specific. Like, cause for me, I can say all business owners need a funnel and they do. But if I try to target that online, it's so expensive. I can't actually do it. So it's coming back saying, okay, who are my dream customers? Who am I going to target? Who can I find? And if it, the better you get it, at really identifying and understanding who your customer is, the cheaper it is to be able to get access to those people and be able to get your product and service in front of them. So it's figuring out your funnel, figuring out how to tell your story inside of that funnel to get someone to move 
then figuring out how to get your customers to actually come into those funnels. Those are the three most important things. That I think it's make. awesome. And you know, the reason I love talking to you about this is we just had an epiphany. We, we always look at our demographic, but what we realized in the latest, uh, um, Edison report that came out statistics about who listens, who doesn't, how do they listen? What we found was our demographic, they listen fastest growing demographic is on weekends. And mm -hmm. we looked and we said, Oh my gosh, we're not doing live broadcasting on the weekend. And so this is a, this is one of those examples, right? Where we looked at the demographic, you know, a, according to you know, the way you describe in the book and we found a gap in what we provide. And so we're going to make that adjustment. But even after we make that adjustment, well, what do we do to get people to come? And mm -hmm. that's really the power of what you've created. You know, you take a part of heavy lifting and there's a psychology to this I love. People worry about how am I going to get them to like me, like my product? And mm -hmm. boy, you take the heavy lifting out of that. One last question. Give out the website again. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Um, I'd like to know your personal message. What would you like to leave us with? Yeah, I think uh, my biggest thing is I, I feel like my mission with ClickFunnels, with the books I write, is to help entrepreneurs to get their message out to more people. And I think basically I want to leave people is like, um, if you can learn these, these, these things, it's going to give you the ability to get your message out to more people. Um, and, and change the life. I, I believe business is a calling and that we've all been called to serve a, super, a certain group of people. And if you can, if the products and services we have can help you to reach more of those people so you can change their lives, then we've, we've succeeded with what we want to do. And so, you know, for the, the website, for anyone who wants a copy of the book, it's going to help you to get more of your dream customers, more people you can serve, more people's lives you can change. Um, you can get a free copy of that book at trafficsecretsbook.com. Um, and I hope that, uh, you know, this helps you guys to, to find more of the people that you've been called to serve and, and, uh, and change their lives with the products and the services you've created. And I want to thank you so much for putting diagrams and graphics in your book. <laughs> I'm no kidding. I'm, I I'm, sketch I'm everything just, out. <laughs> I'm just saying thank you so much for doing that. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, thank you for all you, you have been doing for the industry and certainly right now. Uh, what you're doing to make sure that businesses and people that have worked so hard don't become extinct. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.